I think <laughs> I think there's a bit of a tone to this podcast this week. It's a little bit. I don't know. I sense we're both a little bit kind of like sharp. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> sharp. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode four of the Break a Take podcast. Join us as we uh, trample through the awful magazines that you'll find on your local newsagents and try and source what gems there are in this turd of a magazine. Joining me, as always, <laughs> is my good friend Ethan. How are you, sir? Very well, mate. Thank you. Sorry that we uh, missed an episode, everybody. We decided to do a weekly podcast and we've already broken our tradition. <laughs> Come on, it was Easter. It's allowed, right? It was a it was a day of mourning for, you know, that guy who did that thing for that religion. We, all of the family was sat around the giant chocolate egg in the front room waiting for it to hatch. <laughs> what? <laughs> I just thought I'd like to weird people out with like a fake tradition that doesn't happen. <laughs> um but yeah, we did take a break. Apologies. Ah, you get it? We took a break. Oh Yay! we yeah, break a take took a break. Uh, for Easter, um, really, it was just I don't know. We were just busy and didn't have time to do it. And then I was away visiting family, doing bits Easter bits, obviously outside COVID restricted. Blah blah blah. Had my face mask on and sprayed everyone with anti-back as soon as I left. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's been a it's been a week. But we're back now. Don't worry, we're here. Shall we begin? <laughs> Let us take you on a journey. Ooh, into. The Breaker Take Universe! <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> brain waves. Your brain waves. <laughs> uh, as always, we start with uh, brain waves as a reminder for all of our four listeners who listen every week. <laughs> this is where... And, and, and they get the format, so this is oh, yeah. just for the this universe's the, benefit. This is for the th- the three other people who might join in to listen to or stumble upon this accidentally. Um, Brainwaves is basically tips and tricks that the readers of this wonderful magazine write in each week. They are weird, they are wonderful, they are normally shit. <laughs> Ethan, do, do you want to kick us off? What's What's been your favourite one that you've seen this week? The one that, that caught my eye right out the gate. Like, I haven't even literally read the others, but this one I just find so silly. Going for gold. Have you seen this? Oh. So, I had some old bricks in my garden, so I decided to put them to good use. I sprayed the bricks with some metallic gold paint I had in my cupboard. And brought them inside to use as bookends. They keep the, my books very neat and are very stable. Well, you would hope they're stable because they're meant for building houses, not keeping books upright, for starters. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's just return of upcycling. Everyone's upcycling again, but this time it's with bricks that she's found in her garden. <laughs> Oh, God. It's just... It's always so weak, though. And it's like, if when people are doing the whole upcycle thing, there's a way of doing it, like, tasteful and interesting. It it hurts me. I know. It's it's just like, they don't even look very good either. It's just two golden blocks of brick. And she only has two books from the picture. I'm looking closely. She has two books. One is Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. The other is is (laughs) The Hobbit. Um, 
So she's only got two books. Does that really warrant crappy bookends for two books? (laughs) (laughs) I think they would stay up by themselves. Yes, yes, Goblet Fire is a big book. Fair enough, right? But they're going to stay up by themselves. They're both hardback books. There, there is actually no reason for us to have bookends. And they don't even look that tasteful, do they? <laughs> like, even sprayed gold, they don't look good. It just looks like you ask yourself, why has that person put bu- bricks around those books? I would even argue the fact that the actual brick colour would look nicer than gold. I mean... I think you could be right. Because of, She's left no. a brick in the picture, hasn't she? That's like the before, could look kind of like it? urban like chic. Before, af- before and after, isn't it? It's just like, here's what the brick used to look like, and here's the brick now. Gold. It, it reminds me of like a kind of Abu Dhabi vibe, you know, of like, if you want to make something objectively better, make it gold. Yeah. But yeah. I hate to break it to these people. That isn't actually true. Okay, the next one I saw that I thought was um, equally horrible, is Sneezy does it. Whenever my box of tissues is nearing its end, I always struggle to pull out the last of the tissues because it's too light. I made a larger box out of cardboard and spray-painted it silver. Then I glued a selection of grey buttons on the outside to jazz it up and give it some weight. Once all that had dried, I opened the box from the bottom and popped my new tissue box inside. Now I can always get my tissues out without a hitch. (laughs) it's just kind of like how do you think about these things do you know what i mean like is it that much of an issue i always like can you imagine being this frail i always struggle to pull out the last of tissues because it's too light (laughs) (laughs) we're literally talking about tissue paper here i know i know and she needs needs it weighed down to give her some you know some sort of help in getting that last tissue because you know it's it's uh, a common factor in all houses is that when you're in your last tissue oh how embarrassing it is when you pick up the whole box with the last tissue (laughs) that's ruined many a dinner party for me i don't know about you ethan from your side but and i just don't get it like this story and the last one who is allowing these people this much access to spray paint like i thought spray paint was like you normally think kids doing graffiti and stuff like that. I think most of the sales of spray paint in the UK is the older generation spray painting shit in their houses to make them look richer than they are. I'm just going to put it out there. <laughs> yeah. You know. yeah, yeah. This one's silver, so this she's like, silver. it has to have some, you know, class to it. <laughs> yeah. She's not gone for gold. She's gone past her gold stage. She's now into silver. It's more kind of, you know, old school, vintage kind of vibes, you know. Sticking on a shitload of buttons as well. Like, this took time. This is a mosaic of buttons on a box which is spray-painted. And I bet she looked back at it when it was finished and was like, God, I'm good. This looks fucking (laughs) Have you ever heard of this, like, hole disease? You know, like, you can get these, like, toads that have holes in their backs and, like, certain people, they get triggered by this, this, like, image of things with, like, loads of holes. Have you ever heard about this? Yeah, it's like trick trichophobia or something isn't it where your fear a fear of holes or holes next yeah. to each other yeah 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 and i mean i don't have that but looking at this button thing actually is sickening like it's yeah it does look like some sort of they look like scales don't they or or like a skin kind of ooh and it's not the holes thing is not working it's 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 playing with me <laughs> Are you and also like even about this thing? Who, like 
I know. I mean, how many people do you think you know? Like, you know, maybe you know like 250 people, something like that. Yeah. Mm. Who are these tissue people? Like, I know that tissues are for sale, right? And if I have a disease like the common cold, yeah, then I buy these things. But I don't like. This isn't like a perennial problem. Like, I have if I have tissues, I have a problem. But there, it seems like there's a whole strata in society of people that need tissues all the time. Who are these people? I don't know any of them. It must be a Do you have a regular supply? No, I couldn't, you know, if I need a tissue, I don't have tissues. I probably just have, like, toilet roll and just blow your nose on that or whatever. But there is a generational thing where people have tissue boxes in their house all the time. And I don't think it's in like this generation, in our generation, but it's like the gen- the two generations above. Tissues everywhere. Always got tissues, a packet of tissues in like every coat and bag and stuff. Maybe we just don't care as much, but yeah. I thought odd. that was the, which, which is a weird juxtaposition really, because if you think about it, that's the generation that we're constantly told are like, they're so good with money. They're so thrifty. They're so wise, you know, in the war, they could eat brick dust to like sustain themselves. Like, but in this scenario, like this generation wastes money and resources and trees on simply blowing the nose. I, I find it disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> I think we touched a nerve with this one with you, Ethan. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I think that brings an end to this week's brainwaves before Ethan um, <laughs> has a breakdown from his side. Um, we'll be back <laughs> next week with some more ridiculous tips, tricks, and bright ideas. I'm a bit pissy at the moment. Ethan sucks. Tell us what's I'm a bit pissy at the moment. Ethan Yes, that's right. We have another new section that we're trying out this week because everyone loved the quiz last week, right? Stunned silence yeah. for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this, this, welcome to Ethan's Irks. Uh, every week we read this magazine, and let's be honest, there are some bits that are quite annoying and gets on our nerves. Um, and Ethan just basically wants to get on his soapbox this week and talk through a few bits that he's not enjoyed. Ethan, what's your first irk for this week? First irk is in the you're telling us section. Question, is it okay to hide a bank account from your partner? The simple answer is the only reason to do this is to have an affair. (laughs) And all of the women who responded, it's absolutely fine having an affair. So if your partner is listed among these six, you need to be watch on the lookout. <laughs> what what about if they are hiding money because they're trying to get out of a you know a horrible relationship? How about that? To build a new life, to run away from what they're in. <laughs> you <laughs> that, didn't see that, that coming, did you? You didn't see that. No. <laughs> I didn't see that coming at all. So um, yeah, you should take a second, a secret second job in Subway <laughs> by night <laughs> and ask them to pay you in cash. Okay, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> Any more comments on this irk, or are you ready for irk number two? <laughs> Let's go to irk two and see what happens. Number two, what is it? I, I mean, I'm going to be like a proper daily, daily male reader here because I'm not even going to read the story. Like, I don't care what the story says. It's just the headline about 
What? It's a report. End of lockdown special. Ooh. What's the future for our high street? And I don't know about you, Scott, but I have seen the death of the high street happen in slow motion for my 28 years on Earth. Yeah. I just want someone to put a bullet in the high street's head now. Like, it's it's over. Like, it's either we pretend it's de- dying, which we have done for the last 28 years, or we just say there is a place for it. The internet's kind of eaten a lot of the pie, but there's still going to be a place to buy Duracell batteries and fruit in those weird bowls. Like, it's fine. Don't worry. What do you think? I think I think there there is still a place for the likes of department stores and things like that because people will always want to see the product before they buy it. That's always going to happen, and that's going to be across all of the you know fashion retailers, electronics, and things like that. The issue I have is that the high street, the high streets. Unfortunately, loads of brands are going to be dead after COVID. There's so many empty shop fronts everywhere. But the annoying thing is that it gets filled up with the same shops which sell vape equipment and phone covers and like (laughs) half-priced laptops that you don't know where the hell they came from and if they're all going to be filled up with those kind of shops or like on like in london it's just if you go to oxford street every other shop is like one of those horrible tacky ones that's selling the i love london t-shirts and are like full (laughs) of rave music and american candy and it's just like if it's gonna be like that i'd rather it died (laughs) than stay open like I just want this story to be buried. Like, it either we all go out with torches and burn the high street and like revel <laughs> in its destruction, or we just go, no, no, you're not allowed to say that because it's not dying. We've got the vape shops, we've got all the stuff I already said. It's fine. Don't worry about it. But you've got to think of the customer of this magazine, right? They are probably dying to go shopping and look around John Lewis and go to, you know, those kind of places. I think it's kind of in context, us as younger people, well, not that young anymore, but younger than the reader of this magazine. Yeah, we don't care as much. Like we go on Amazon, we'll order online. We're happy to like, even if it doesn't fit us, we can just return it, you know, to an online place. But but why does the demographic care so much? Like they must have these weird fantasies about the high street that i was telling you about like i gave you my dystopian take these people must be like no i have this amazing memory about going into wh smith's and buying a tin for my pencils or i think it's just a fear of the internet maybe because if you think about it (laughs) these some of these people reading this magazine you know went shopping before the internet and they might not trust it and they might not trust paying online whereas they want to actually go and feel and smell the product you know before purchasing purchasing it i don't know maybe it's just they want to actually they're more of a tactile shopper tactile shopper tactile (laughs) yeah maybe maybe but still they'll they'll be able to get their fruit in the bowls they'll be fine I got a game, got a game, got a game. Come and play my game. I got a game, got a game, got a game. Welcome back, everyone, to my new game. I've got a new game for this week, Ethan. Are you excited? Always. (laughs) Every time. (laughs) (laughs) This is very similar to last week, but it's all around. There is a section in the magazine this week about taking a jar of pasta sauce and being able to make 
one, two, three, four different types of pasta dishes with it. Now, there is a total cost attributed to each of the pasta dishes with the other ingredients you have to buy. I want you, we're going to play higher or lower again, but we're going to go across the four different dishes that there are. If you score 50% correct, that's two out of four correct, um, you get to choose the accent I do for the horoscopes. If you get more than two incorrect, I get to choose what accent you do for horoscopes. Are you clear on the rules this time? Absolutely. Fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go through all four of them. I'm going to tell you about some of the ingredients that are in there as well, because that might change your decision, whether it's higher or lower. But to start with is the uh, is the first one here. It's total cost is £4.30 and is the Parma Gianna meatballs. So that is your pasta sauces in there. You've got some beef mince, you've got dried breadcrumbs, one onion, one egg, some parmesan, garlic cloves, yada, 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 meatballs, £4.30. So keep that in mind. Yeah. The next dish is the pasta arabiata with chorizo. So that is, you've got your pasta in there, you've got your sauce, um, rigatoni or penne, some chorizo rings, slightly thinly sliced, uh, arabiata pasta sauce, which we know from before, that's the sauce, and then some parsley and parmesan. Is that higher or lower than £4.30? That's got to be lower. <laughs> no, it was. It was coming what? in at £6.55. pence. Were they flying in the chorizo from Spain? Jesus. Well, that's the problem when you're thinking beef mince to chorizo. I think chorizo is always going always gonna, to, you know, be a bit more expensive. True. I guess that. Oh, yes. I, I was thinking bonus meat. I, mm. I didn't. Re- I should have clocked that it Gotta was know your removing meats. the beef mince. Got to know your meats. That's the aim of the game. <laughs> <laughs> are you ready for number? Are you ready for number t- the next one? So your 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 chorizo arabiata is six pound fifty five. Remember that amount six fifty five. The next dish is the chicken cacciatore. As you can guess, it it's got chicken thighs and drumsticks, two garlic cloves. You've got some white wine in there. You've got your pasta sauce, some olives, and a stock cube. Is that higher or lower than six fifty five? Honestly, I'm going to lose my rag if I'm wrong here because. Uh, yeah, it's it's got to be higher, higher than six fifty five. Surely, you're buying a bottle of wine. Uh-uh. No, it is what five pounds eighty for that meal. So, how much are they paying for the bottle of wine? It doesn't say, but I suppose you can buy a small bottle of wine. <sighs> true, true. I've been punked here. I'm sorry, punked. We'll, we'll play to the end anyway. You got your last one, so that was five pounds eighty. Your next meal is the spinach and ricotta stuffed pasta bake. Quite a big boy, this one. Uh, Large pasta shells. You've got spinach stems in there. You've got ricotta in there. You've got your pasta sauce, of course, your vegetable stock, and then parmesan also. Now, it was 580 for the chicken cacciatore. Higher or lower for the spinach and ricotta stuffed pasta bake? I'm obviously terrible at this game, but I'm going to go lower. Full sweep of wrongs. That was the no! most expensive <laughs> meal on the list. Probably because of the ricotta, I'm, I'm thinking. Uh, £8.75 for that meal. What? 
Yeah. Well, I've revealed to the audience I'm incredibly out of touch. I'm one of these people who say, he doesn't even know how much a pint of milk costs anymore. (laughs) He doesn't even know how much a ricotta costs. Unfortunately, that was, yeah, three wrong answers. So I'll be choosing your accent in the horoscope (laughs) section. Coming up after this break. And now, for your horoscopes. That was beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Right. So, you know what? Yeah. Sorry. What? What? Yeah, I'll do it. We'll do it after. We'll do it after. I'm just going to say this, the, the, this horoscope is so light on content. You know how we've obviously discussed in way in the, dis, in the misty past of episode one, you rightly told our wonderful listeners about how these griffs actually work yeah. like in in mine she's cast the net so wide that basically the entire universe is in at play <laughs> but yeah go on makes it easier right if there's <laughs> so it does. It's literally like things will happen next week Ooh, oh that's a that's a prediction and a half <sighs> oh dear um yeah, so as as per usual, we will read uh, the lovely horoscopes from one mag and then from another place. Ethan's got one today. I need to choose what accent you're doing for yours. Uh, lucky, lucky it's short. I've decided I would like South African this week, please. <laughs> okay. If that's all right. Do you want me to go first and read mine and then we'll read yours? Yeah, go yeah. on then. Okay. Are you ready? Hit me. Lunar forces add bounce to your star chart. Your cosmic (laughs) leisure and pleasure prospects are also peaking, with distractions in plentiful supply, and one could see you follow in celebrity footsteps. On the home front, be patient. While in love and friendship, someone is quirky but genuine. You'll soon see if you just let yourself go with the flow. Dramatic moments bring out the best in you. There you go. That's Bloody my uh, awful one. <laughs> you actually have a knack for like every time it's a nutty one, you get it. Or like, whoa. Okay, we'll I'm go just over drawn, them. Just drawn to it. You know, it's just my psychic energy is just drawn <laughs> the crazy in. You've oh. just got one of those purple auras yeah, that everyone just, talks about. It just attracts so much negative chi and energy. Um, <laughs> it's, you know, I'm just a magnet for, like, psychic readings and people. And, uh, you know, it's probably this crystal I'm wearing around my neck. Uh, draws them in. <laughs> okay, so... Now over to you. from Live from Cape Town. <laughs> And as the show, as everyone knows, has a disclaimer at the start that says anything we say here is parody, right? So I'm using a parody defense legally already. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I can name this woman, but she's a known crook and charlatan. That's all I'm going to say. But this is my horoscope. And as you said, hopefully in a vaguely South African accent. Here we go. I might need to warm into this. Here we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (sighs) There's nothing wrong with waiting for someone. 
to prove themselves on the love front. Romance is in the air, and there could be an amazing surprise coming your way. That's it. <laughs> That's the horoscope. Romance. I like that bit. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the words, when you're looking at them, you're like, how would... I've never heard a South African person say the word proof, so I have oh, no idea. You're telling me, the Northern Irish last week, I had words like, what was it? Tr- tremor or... Tr- uh, words like never <laughs> Tremor. Tremor. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a hard one. So yours is basically stuff's going to happen this week. That's it. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, there's nothing wrong with waiting for someone to love to prove themselves on the love front. Yeah. I reckon at any one time that applies to 17 and a half percent of people in Britain. So yeah. that's a wide net. And mm-hmm. romance is in the air, and there could be an amazing surprise coming your way. Again, romance. Probably 20 percent of the British public are experiencing that at the moment. Yeah. And then. An amazing surprise coming your way. That could be you've got a parcel that you've been waiting for. That could be your spouse has surprised you by running a bath for you or something. So, huge. It depends. Yeah, it depends what you deem as a surprise, right? It's just kind of like (sighs) getting some post might be your surprise for the week. And when you're one of these readers who likes this kind of thing, you're always looking at it like, where does it apply to me? Like, yeah, you, your your mind is like racing. Like, oh yeah, I had that. That's so weird. I had that parcel last week. Romance mm. is in the air. My partner, he he, I don't know. He cooked actually for the first time last week. Yeah, he proved yeah. himself on the love front. Yeah, it's just so I, yeah, up up for people to make their own interpretation. As what all star signs are, as we're we're finding out week four into this, that it means nothing and it's just words. <laughs> that's what, that's basically. But I love it. it. I love it though when we get the flowery language ones that are amazing, like lunar forces. Let's yep. face it, that's not a scientific category. No, we don't understand what that means. Uh, Co- your cosmic, cosmic leisure. <laughs> I love that turn of phrase. I know. Your cosmic leisure and pleasure prospects are also peaking. That sounds like a like a, a, a like a tongue twister, doesn't it? Cosmic leisure and pleasure prospects are always peaking. <laughs> <laughs> it does. Oh, but cosmic leisure as well, I'm just seeing like center parks on Mars. <laughs> so what score are you gonna give it this week? I think we were both fours last time we did horoscopes. So that was quite a healthy score. What's your score this week for this loved up section? Well, I'm thinking distractions are plentiful. I guess that sort of applies. Like, it's nice that the pub will be like an outdoor option soon. So Uh maybe that's coming. Yeah. Following celebrity footsteps. I hope that's not Prince Philip. Um, (laughs) I wouldn't like to die. So let's hope that's not that. Um, Be patient. Blah, blah, blah. Genuine flow. I'm going to say... Three this week. Ooh, very well. I'm going to go lower. I'm going to go two because it's just nonsense this week. There is nothing <laughs> actually there to go on. It's just love each other. Stuff's going to happen. Go with the flow. That's basically... And yours, all two sentences of it, I just don't even... Yeah, it's just so vague. So vague. So it's a, definitely a two from me. It's so vague, it's not even memorable. <laughs> no, I can't I even don't even know it said. anymore. 
<laughs> At least yours, I remember the Cosmic Leisure Center, but the Cosmic other one... Cosmic Leisure and Pleasure. That's the one. <laughs> Cosmic Leisure and Pleasure. Listeners, enjoy a Cosmic Leisure and Pleasure week this week. Guest publication. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, yeah. Guest publication. Okay, Ethan, as a as a little surprise this week for our guest publications, I found two little articles from two of the most randomest magazines that are out there. These are real magazines. I think both are American. Um, do you want to know what they are and then pick which one you want first? How how do you want to play this, my man? Give me the give me the titles of the magazines and that will dictate my choice. Fair enough. In first is, uh, I mean, you might struggle to real- to know what this magazine's about. It's called Potato Review. <laughs> and then <laughs> the second magazine is Emu Today and Tomorrow, the magazine for emu farmers. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so difficult. You know, like, savoury and sweet, it's kind of like, I know the potato one will probably nourish my soul, mm-hmm. but... Yeah. The emu one's like a chocolate bar. Like, it's so tempting. Mm, now, are you going to have your oh. chocolate bar before dinner or are you going to have it afterwards? That's really, you know, the question. Oh. Emus. <laughs> Emus first. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, this, this is a small feature um, from the magazine and it's called Why Emu Oil? So, we're going to find out about <laughs> emu oil and hopefully what it is. Why the hell they're getting oil out of emus and a little bit more information. So here we go. So why emu oil? Emu oil has been around for centuries. The fat from emus that roam the Australian outback had medicinal purposes that Aborigines coveted. Since the early 1990s, emu oil has been produced and used by mainly Americans, enchanted with its effectiveness as a natural remedy. While it's not gained much traction in mainstream markets, emu oil is widely popular at farmers markets and health stores. Customers can virtually order from anywhere, thanks to the online market too. So what is the fascination with emu oil? For many, it's an alternative health option that bears no negative side effects. What emu emu oil is? The average emu can yield up to 25 pounds of fat, which translates into approximately 250 ounces, nearly two gallons of emu oil. Emu oil has unique physical properties compared to other oils. Oh, I just realized to read the rest of the article, you have to buy the magazine. (laughs) No! (laughs) Oh, they totally, they spun me along. I didn't know until now. I'm so sorry. I'll never be able to tell you what emu oil is. I'm just thinking, though, like, you look at an emu. Mm-hmm. How? Where do you even get the oil out of it? I don't even... So I've had a look, and the oil is used to relieve aches and pains, healed wounds, and protect skin from the elements. So it is like a kind of uh, moisturizing oil, an agent. But I have no idea how you get it out of the emu. I I think this is w- one of those cons where, like, Pete, you know, there's there's like a certain segment where of of the market where it's like if something's weird and off the wall, people think like it works better than the like the normal thing. If you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. like, don't don't have like I don't know uh, an orange Kit Kat. 
get a like matcha tea Kit Kat, you know? Like the, the matcha's got to be better because it's a more obscure ingredient. And I think it's the same for emu oil. Like, what could it possibly do that any other oil can't do? Well, I'm not sure. I found out where it comes from on the emu. It's uh, derived from a thick pad of fat on the back of the bird, which, <laughs> which they then, which they then <laughs> collect that fat. Uh, and then, yeah, it has unique benefits, apparently. I'm guessing you have to kill the emu to get this fat access. I'm not sure. It says it, yeah, I would suspect so. It's underneath the skin, so I don't see them. (laughs) I don't know how it's done, and I don't have access to the website that tells me how to do it, so I'm a bit worried about that one. (laughs) (laughs) If you want to read more and find out more, obviously get yourself over to Emu Today and Tomorrow magazine, (laughs) where you can read up on their, their monthly magazine that they have. It is American, but well worth it, I'd say. Um, there is actually some some quotes from readers, if you want to hear one of them, or two of those. Please. Yeah. Here's, here's one from Jane Ann. We appreciate... Uh, it should be American, shouldn't it? We appreciate how involved Emu Today and Tomorrow is in the emu industry. We couldn't do it all without you. That's one of them. <laughs> it's, it's all mas- basically like, thanks for representing the emu industry, because apparently there is one. There you go. A whole industry involving emus. And emu oil. Yeah. Right. Are I'm you... not a big fan of the flightless bird, I must say. They're terrifying, aren't they? They're like six foot tall and like, don't they, don't they like headbutt and like claw you and things like that? Emus? They're scary. They look like dinosaurs. They're, they're, they're terrifying animals. Well, moving on. Are you excited for your potato review? Yes. Article. I'm just scrolling ahead to make sure this one isn't just half an article like the other one. <laughs> <laughs> now this is this is tiny, but the full article they've broken it down but the full article is in the magazine, which to remind everyone is Potato Review. It is a monthly magazine, you guessed it, all about potato production in the US of A. Are you ready for this uh, interesting article we've got here? Yep, so ready. So it's titled, How the Russet Reached Its Status. Are you, are you, you know what a russet is? Is it one of the, is it a red one? One of the red looking ones? Is. I think it is, yeah. Well, let's see if we can find out from uh, Potato Review. Okay, so, How the Russet Reached Its Status. Although it wasn't an immediate success, the Russet Burbank cultivar now accounts for about 40% of the US potato acreage? Acreage? I've never seen that word before. (laughs) It originates from a seed collected from an early rose potato plant that Luther Burbank planted in 1872, reveals Carrie Huffman, Wolob, in Growing Produce. Looking into how the most popular potato in the US reached its status, Carrie reveals that many decades later, a natural genetic mutant a chimera of the original Burbank with russet skin became the russet Burbank we know today. Russet Burbank is a dual-purpose potato, suitable for both fresh and processing markets, and widely accepted by consumers. You can store it for many months before use, which allows for year-round distribution and processing. This may be the strongest attribute of russet Burbank, and is the one that few other russet-type cultivars have been able to match. There we are. That is it. It's it's amazing that there's so much to like if you're a kid 
someone will you know like when you're a kid you get those books and it's got like animals or objects in it and it's just like trying to like tell you about like things that are out there you're told like oh that's a potato you know like it's just that's it and you kind of think to yourself that's it you know that's the extent of it it's a potato and then when you get to be an adult you realize there's a billion different kinds of potatoes yep billion different people who care about the details of how to grow this potato literally crazy there is an audience i found it weird just how sciencey it is like the use of chimera in a potato magazine comes out nowhere (laughs) like i wasn't expecting that and cultivar i'm loving these words like it's it's full-on i mean i've just looked and you can click into this article and it is about oh my god it's so long it must be at least about a thousand two thousand maybe even 3,000 word kind of essay just on this potato. It really breaks down like everything. So obviously there's demand for this kind of detail. And you know what? Potato Review is there to cover it. (laughs) (laughs) All the hottest stories. (laughs) There are some other stories here. Do you want to hear some of them? In the latest news section, there's lockdown easing should restore packing demand. (laughs) The next one is Snow flurries, pause growing in the UK. And uh, the final one is new Russian production facility for McCain. So, you know, <laughs> they have their finger on the pulse when it comes to potato production. I have to say, when it snowed the other day here, I did think to myself, what are all those potato farmers going to do? Yeah, I, I looked out and I was like, my russets! <laughs> but yes, they, these are both from genuine, real magazines that you can look for. If you don't like potato review, there is carrot v- review as well for any carrot, carrot lovers out there for all your root veg needs. And uh, Emu Today is just, yeah, a weird magazine. Uh, they, they have a blowout sale at the moment on their magazine and some of the leather that they sell. So it just gets weirder. But is yeah. it Emu leather? Uh, yeah, apparently. Yeah. A full body hide is $20. There you go. Done. What? Yep. Does that mean you could wear the whole Emu? Like a sort of fancy dress costume probably yeah you probably wear it and be coated in its oil (laughs) um i love you never told me this i've just looked on the website myself called tony (laughs) Tony. like it's not even a link to how to buy the emu leather like it's just give this bloke a ring and he'll hook you up tony doesn't have a website he works literally off his phone and he'll come meet you you never meet tony Cash in hand. Cash in hand. <laughs> Emu hide in a like brown trench coat. Shakes your hand with his oily hand that's full of emu. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for joining us this week on the Break Take podcast. We had a lot of fun there, covered a lot of different things potatoes, high streets. Maybe I've made your edit really difficult by putting those in now, <laughs> but we are. <laughs> um, I'll start again. No, I like that. That's quite funny. Oh, you... keep, keep it in. Keep you're it in. Just, you're just choosing to force. You're going to force in the things that you want to keep in the end, in like the exit, so that I have to keep them in. <laughs> I know your game. I know your game. <laughs> I'm going to weave it in so it's impossible to cut. <laughs> Yeah, so what else have we got to say? Please, I'm now, we're now at the desperate point of begging for Instagram followers and likes. It's getting quite desperate. So go and follow us at Break a Take on the Instagram thing. 
at and I think the podcast <laughs> just to confirm is that how is that how it works I don't have it so I don't know how it works I'll, I'll look after this bit yeah we it, at break or take podcast if you want to find us we're the only one there we're we're there come say hello send us a message love you I'm so out of touch that I don't even know how it works I'm just like yeah break or take go on the thing and uh, that website uh, Instagram <laughs> That everyone's talking about. <laughs> uh, yeah, now uh, play us out with a song. <laughs> Until next no week. Problem. Bye. 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 Bye.